Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of The Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. And our topic today is, there's no order of difficulties. This is such a beautiful way for us to close out the year. And I'm so grateful to join with you today. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I like to pray. (laughs) I love to pray. So that's what I'm going to do right now. Start us off with a prayer and a blessing. So I invite you to take a breath of love and gratitude with me. I like to place my hand on my heart and remember the truth is that we already are perfect love. We are the perfect givers and receivers of love. And we're willing to know this truth and to have it resound throughout our mind, our awareness, our activities, every aspect of our being and our life. We're grateful and thankful to anchor ourselves in a flow of divine goodness. We are willing and grateful to open ourselves to a healing. So we're consciously making a holy offering of any unforgiveness, any resentment, anything that could keep us playing small. All limited beliefs are falling away. We're grateful and thankful to share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. No order of difficulties. This can be something that's truly challenging for us to understand because it can seem like, oh, my house burned down That's way more difficult for me to deal with than I stubbed my toe or I can't find my keys, right? (laughs) I mean, it just seems so much more intense. My house burned down versus I had a small fender bender. And yet there really is no order of difficulties because every time we're upset, It's because we're reviewing the past by means of our opinions and our judgments. Every single time. Every single time that we're upset, it's because we have made a meaning and interpretation of things that's incorrect. 
But let's get into this order of difficulty. So in the Manual for Teachers, Chapter 8, it says, How can perception or order of difficulties be avoided? The belief in order of difficulties is the basis for the world's perception. What? It's the basis for the world's perception. So what does that mean? It says, it rests on differences, on uneven background and shifting foreground, on unequal heights and diverse sizes, on varying degrees of darkness and light, and thousands of contrasts in which each thing seen competes with every other in order to be recognized. So... Our perception, which is our projection, is this belief in separation. Now, once our mind fully opens and awakens, we see what things really are. And there's no more getting upset. And there's no sense of difficulty anymore. But as long as we're experiencing difficulty then we're in perception. It's a wrong perception. So we can have a healing. And the wrong perception, all perception, rests on this belief in differences, in contrasts. Now remember too, I think it's so helpful to remember that in this world, in our human experience, this is how we learn. We learn through contrast. At some point we said, yes, I would like to experience the world of contrast in order to learn and grow. And we became enamored of our opinions and judgments. We became enamored of the contrast, the meaning that we made of things, our interpretation. And we started to think that we were right. And we started to think that God had left the building, and now we're on our own. We're in charge. We have to figure everything out. We have to figure out what everything is for. And this is why one of the most helpful lessons in the workbook to me is, I don't know what anything is for. I don't know. Until I can see beyond my perception, which is beyond time and space, until I can see the true reality, how could I know what anything is for? All I can see is my interpretation and the meaning I've made for it, made of it. So you see, this is why A Course in Miracles basic practice is to surrender the meaning we've made of things and to open our mind to the truth, to true reality. And so every minute of every day gives us an opportunity to do that. And the wonderful thing is, and although it doesn't feel so wonderful, every time we're even the slightest bit feeling unpeaceful, lack of peace, then we're in that place of perception. Perception is projection. And our perception is also a function of our perspective. So 
like lesson 190 in the workbook pain is a wrong perspective it tells us so when our perspective is I'm on my own God has left the building I have to figure it out I don't have the means to figure it out helpless and hopeless is how I used to feel a lot of the time and when we're in that position we're in that identification with one who is separate from God so this whole journey of healing is one of recognizing ah I had a false identity false identification misidentification and I can remember my true self my true identity and the very best tool I have for that is every person in my life because as I see the Christ in them and as them I'll begin to see it as myself so the belief in order of difficulties is the basis for the world's perception the world's perception rests on differences on uneven background and shifting foreground on unequal heights and diverse sizes on varying degrees of darkness and light and thousands of contrasts in which each thing seem complete each thing sorry I had a mosquito just come over here <laughs> each thing seen competes with every other in order to be recognized a larger object overshadows a smaller one a brighter thing draws the attention from another with less intensity of appeal and a more threatening idea or one conceived of as more desirable by the world standards completely upsets the mental balance what the body's eyes behold is only conflict look not to them for peace and understanding so it's the willingness to see beyond the world of form recognizing that the world of form that we see until we really have trained our mind is we're seeing our projection that's what our perception is that's what the illusion is until we can see the true reality that's available to us in every moment so I don't know what anything is for it's for my learning it's for the healing of my mind and so really and truly as crazy as it sounds to the ego when we can be grateful for things just as they are then we can harvest the learning from them when we can be grateful for things just as they are there's no judgment and there's no forgiveness that's ever needed we don't have to forgive anything if we're grateful for things just as they are we haven't made a negative interpretation of them so like I said it can seem like my house just burned down is way more difficult but that's just a perception there's a healing opportunity in every moment if it upsets us it's funny I think of whenever I think of a house burning down I think of Thomas Edison and when his laboratories burned down Menlo Park in New Jersey this huge fire is his life's work going up in flames all the 
current experiments he was working on, just going up in flames. And he called, and it was in the during the night time. And he called to his wife, and he said, "Sweetheart, come over here. Just look at this. Have you ever seen more magnificent sight? The glory of this fire." I don't remember his exact words, but imagine that your life's work is burning down and you're able to enjoy the beauty of the fire. See now, Thomas Edison was a very masterful being and his mind was living in inspiration. So he, through his experiments, like with the light bulb, he's trying to find the correct filament for the light bulb that would work and I, I seem to recall a story where he had tried thousands of things let's say two thousand things and someone said to him Tom how does it feel to have failed thousands of times you still haven't found the filament you failed thousands of times he said no I, I haven't failed at all not even once because I have successfully eliminated those 2,000 things. Perception, projection, perspective. It's always there for us. When there's relationship upset, which can be so challenging. I mean, one of the most challenging things for us as human beings, to me it's the most challenging thing, is relationships with people most challenging thing because that's the best way for us to experience separation because it looks like there's two two bodies but one mind so it looks like there's separation and that, that's one of the things I love in my year-long masterful living class which by the way we start January 1st with a bonus class called New Year's Reboot and uh, the New Year's Reboot class can also be uh, you can join that separately and I don't think I have it on my website yet but it'll be there and you can join us on New Year's Day I love to have a class on New Year's Day and then Masterful Living, uh, the whole um, curriculum really starts on January 11th. So you have plenty of time to join us if you'd like. Anyway, one of the, the great shifts and changes that happens for many people in Masterful Living is they do a lot of work on their relationships. And they have a lot of tremendous relationship healing. And what they recognize is... I did the work in my mind, in my heart, and it translated, it transformed into my family and my work relationships, my friendships, my marriage, my children. All these different relationships are improved when we do the inner work. And one of the things that's so common for us as spiritual students is we really get this order of difficulties thing going when we think it just doesn't work for me I've tried and I've tried and I've tried and it just doesn't work for me but you know what many people who believe that they've tried and they've tried and they've tried on 
on you could say on one hand <laughs> what's what's going on is the opportunity for healing is continuing so when there's continued challenges there's continued opportunity for healing nothing bad is happening it's an opportunity to have more healing more clearing and and that's what we'd like so even when there's intense challenges nothing bad is happening and it's really critical for us not to project the idea or perceive the thought that this is bad and this is wrong because remember whatever we're choosing to energize whatever we're choosing to put our attention and energy into that's what we're going to experience more of so if we start thinking oh this is bad this is wrong this is impossible this is unbearable i can't stand this i don't have what it takes well we're just going to experience that and we've already experienced that enough so the way to clear all of that is i don't know what anything is for i've given everything the meaning that it has for me i'm never upset for the reason i think all i'm interested in is the peace of god the peace of god is revealing itself in the activities of my life every day in every way i am willing to have a healing I am willing to be the fulcrum point of healing in my family, in my workplace, in my relationships, in all areas of my life. I am grateful and thankful to open myself right here and right now to a flow of divine guidance and divine wisdom, divine insight and clarity. Thank you, God, for my healing. Amen. These are the thoughts that we can place our energy in and have confidence that God is always for us. There's nothing against us because there is nothing against God. And we are the living, loving presence of God. So everything works together for our good all the time. There's no exception to that. just feeling that so good but we have the free will choice to believe that things are not good to believe that things are not going well for us to believe that things should be different to believe that we'd be happy if things could be the way we think we want them to be but you know this is one of the teachings of Jesus in the course is he says to us you don't even know what will make you happy you don't even know so stop thinking that you do stop thinking that you do I am willing to be happy now and forevermore just affirming that rather than trying to figure it out because remember the Spirit always knows our I am presence the Holy Spirit the guardian angel the higher self the Holy self whatever name you would like to give to the Spirit whatever name that part of you the knower who knows within which is the Holy Spirit that knows the direct path for healing of all appearances that part of us always knows the path to our freedom 
the path to our awakening, the path to ease and grace, freedom, abundance, prosperity, wholeness, harmony, joy, all the spiritual qualities of God. And the only reason we're not experiencing them is because we're choosing to think about something that blocks the flow of the spiritual qualities of God. In A Course in Miracles, it talks about the great rays, which are these spiritual qualities. The freedom, the joy, the peace, the harmony. And these spiritual qualities are omnipresent, omniactive, always operating all the time. And they are our inheritance. They are our true nature. And they are the kingdom. Now remember too that A Course in Miracles says, We are the kingdom. You are the kingdom. You are the treasure. And look within to find it. Seek not outside yourself, but look within to find the treasure. And when you really, truly, earnestly are willing, just even a bit willing, to seek that kingdom first, to know yourself as the treasure that you truly are, then all else will be added unto you. Because as we're willing to give up the thoughts and beliefs that block the flow of the spiritual qualities, then we can experience them. So then we're in the flow of abundance, we're in the flow of wholeness, we're in the flow of love and joy and peace and harmony and the all good of God. But any time that we're energizing that the thoughts we're thinking that upset us are correct, well, we're not interested in the truth. We're only interested in the meaning that we made of it. So whenever we think this is harder and that's easier, then we're energizing that belief in separation which shows up as an order of difficulties. So paragraph two here, and again in chapter eight of the Manual for Teachers, illusions are always illusions of differences. You see? So remember the first sentence in this chapter said, the belief in order of difficulties is the basis for the world's perception. The belief in order of difficulties is the basis for the ego perception. Illusions are always illusions of differences. So it seems like we're different. It seems like we're separate, but we're the same. We're one. We're the same. Unique expressions of the same. And what I invite you to do is a practice that's healing of this order of difficulties belief is to something's coming through here that's more expansive. Let me just grab it here or allow it. It's it's the I don't know about you, but one of the th- habits that uh, I have experienced so intensely in my life is the habit of looking for what doesn't work, looking for what is not good, looking for the judgment. And 
So it's walking into a room looking for what I don't like rather than looking for what I do like. Rather than looking for the spiritual quality of beauty that is revealing itself in my environment. So sometimes we go to work in our job and we're looking for what we don't like. One of the things I get uh, questions from uh, sometimes is people who are teachers and they're grading papers. And so they're having to grade papers and so they're having to say this is wrong. But you can even eliminate that word wrong. So for instance, in um, I've been training some new people on the staff and um, so they'll look at things like details on the website and things that are, you know, in a sense, very black and white and not subjective. It's this is correct, this is incorrect. But they're saying, oh, this, 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 this is bad. It needs to be done over. This is wrong. It needs to be fixed. And so even with my staff, I'm saying, hey, if I'm saying to you, hey, what you did is wrong, doesn't it feel different than if I say to you, oh, I was looking at this and um, this is not correct. And um, so let me just explain how to correct it. Um, and one of the things I also say uh, all the time with people is that I make errors every day. Every day I make errors. I call them tactical errors. And so every day I... Uh, my perception is is incorrect and I make errors I think I, I do it all the time with things just as simple as I um, I spill things it's just a tactical error it's no big deal doesn't mean I did something wrong or bad or I should be punished or I've made a fool of myself or anything like that uh, these are just tactical errors I misjudged whatever and uh, there are errors all the time. We take a wrong turn. It's an error. And errors are one of the best ways for us to learn. It's again the contrast. We learn so well from contrast. And as spiritual students, nobody knows us better than us that we learn through contrast. And that's what this world is about. It's the illusion of separation which shows up as contrast like it said in paragraph one it's the basis for perception it rests on differences of uneven background shifting foreground unequal heights diverse sizes various degrees of darkness and light the contrast and so we experience as spiritual students the contrast of when I have a, an effective spiritual practice and I engage in an effective spiritual practice, my life is more peaceful, more joyful, more prosperous, more abundant, more harmonious, etc., more beautiful. And when I don't, well, then things are more challenging, they're more difficult, they're more upsetting. Therein lies the contrast. So we have an opportunity in every moment of every day to just look and see where we're perceiving that contrast and to, to recognize, 
all things work together for good for those who love the Lord. All things are working for me. Everything. Every situation, every circumstance, everything. Also in the teacher's manual in the development of trust, trust section where it says it takes great learning to realize that everything has value. Everything has value because it offers us an opportunity to learn through the experience of love or contrast. When our mind is focused in love, there is no contrast. There's just love. Love is everywhere, omnipresent. Yes. So it's time for me to take a break. And let's see what's going on. If you are interested in my New Year's Reboot class, you can go to jenniferhadley.com. Not sure if it's up on the homepage yet or on the events page. And, of course, you can sign up for my year-long Masterful Living course. We start in January and we New Year's Reboot class is part of that. And it's a year-long course, but let me just say, sometimes people sign up and for whatever reason, it's either not for them or they find the timing is not right with whatever reason. If you decide, you're in Masterful Living and you decide it's not quite right for you at this time, can always withdraw, no harm, no penalty. And if you would like to have a spiritual community and a hand to hold and support from me all throughout the year in really living your spiritual practice, I'd love to support you in my Masterful Living course. Right now, you're listening to Unity Online Radio, A Course of Miracles, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, A Course in Miracles, and our topic this week is about order of difficulties, which we're looking at the Chapter 8 in the Manual for Teachers, which is all about that. The belief in order of difficulties is the basis for the world's perception. Yes, illusions are always illusions of differences. And we learn through our experiences of contrast. And then through the experience of contrast, what is the meaning that we make of it? Are we willing to see, ah, the contrast is showing me my belief in separation because when we are really in tune with the infinite we see that all is one God is all there is love is all there is everything is born of an infinite love even the most deepest intense challenges are perfectly designed for our healing what could you not accept if you but knew that everything all experiences, all situations, all circumstances, all relationships, all financial challenges, all health challenges, everything 
was perfectly designed by one whose only interest is your good. And that one is you. It is the Holy Spirit. It is your true nature. It's your true identity. So one of the ways that we also contribute to this experience of differences and belief in the differences, the belief in separation showing up as the contrast, the belief in separation showing up as better than and less than, rather than one with. One of the ways this shows up is the labeling good, bad, right, wrong. So as I was saying before, uh, there's such an energetic difference between saying something is correct, incorrect, versus saying it's bad, it's wrong, it's right, it's good. Everything is good, because everything is an expression of God's love. Everything, all things are perfectly designed by one whose only interest is our good. So if we're perceiving an order of difficulties, then we're not perceiving correctly. But that's part of our human growth and experience. And when we are mentally ruminating on, oh, this is going to be so hard. Well, the only reason that we would think that is because we feel separate from God. We think we're on our own, God's left the building, and now we have to figure it out. You see, and the reason why we believe that God has left the building is because we feel that because we've been unloving, because we've been unkind, because we've been ungenerous, etc., we deserve to be punished. And when we believe that we deserve to be punished for our, quote, sins, unquote, when we have a belief in sin, then we're going to think that other people need to be punished for their sins. And if God has left the building and we're surrounded by sinners, who's going to punish them? Well, it's up to us, isn't it? So how do we punish them? We label them bad and wrong. And we do our best to let them know that they are bad and wrong. And they should feel guilty. And so this is one of the ways that we operate in our relationships that keeps our relationships in that place of being painful, special relationships instead of peaceful, joyful, harmonious, loving, holy relationships. Because, let's face it, if I feel like when I am mean and critical, I deserve to be punished, well then someone if someone else is mean and critical, I'm going to think they deserve to be punished. But if when someone else or myself is having a challenge and not so peaceful, maybe feeling uh, or expressing some kind of meanness, unkindness, lack of patience, no generosity, then it's a cry for love. And that's my healing opportunity to say, ah, this person, and even if it's me, 
is not having self-love and self-compassion. It's not expressing that. Or maybe they're directing their anger at me. It's because they've forgotten who they are. They've forgotten who I am. It's that cry for love. And that is my life purpose. To be truly helpful. And so I can extend the love. I can extend the compassion. I can extend the kindness. And I will be healed in the doing of it. So it's not giving to get because there's no way on God's green earth that we can extend love in order to get something. Because if we're extending love to get something, we're not extending love. That's not what we're extending. We're extending lack. We're extending limitation. We're extending neediness. We're extending attachment and expectation. And so then what's going to happen next? Some way, shape, or form, we will suffer. But when we're truly extending loving understanding, compassion, then we will be healed. So this is why the truly helpful prayer is the prayer of our purpose. The one on page 28. I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent God who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because God who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever God wishes knowing God goes there with me. I will be healed as I let God teach me to heal. See now, when someone offers a cry for love, however that looks, anger, resentment, hurt, shame, blame, whatever the cry for love looks like, and even if it's ourselves, we're feeling ashamed, angry, resentful, regretful, guilty, jealous, whatever it is. And we can extend love with no expectation, no need of appreciation, no need of kindness or recognition in return. When we can extend love, compassion, ah, I have felt anger, I've felt hurt, I felt resentment and shame and blame. Yes, I, I can have love and compassion for that. Even if the attack seemed to be directed at us, if we can claim it in each and every moment for our healing, then the order of difficulty will start to dissolve and we'll start to see that there's, there really is no order of difficulty. All healing is happening in our mind, which is really in our heart. Now, I love this part here in um, paragraph 2 of the chapter 8 in the Manual for Teachers about how can perception of order of difficulties be avoided. By definition, an illusion is an attempt to make something real that is regarded as of major importance but is recognized as being untrue. So the illusion of the world is untrue. The illusion that somebody has done something bad or wrong is untrue. 
Now, let's back up here. By definition, an illusion is an attempt to make something real. So if you're looking at someone and saying what they did was bad or wrong, knowing that our experience here is an illusion, aren't you trying to make that real? What's real is eternal, infinite love. And so the errors that give us an opportunity to learn, to grow, to understand, the errors are not real. They're temporary. Of course they're temporary. Even the error of murdering someone or seeming to cause someone's death is a temporary error because it's happening in time and space. Time and space are an illusion for us to learn within. It's like in The Matrix, the movie The Matrix. All that learning that Neo does, it's illusory, but he's still learning from it. So his experience is illusory, but his mind is still learning from it. It seems like his body is having an experience, but his mind is really where it's happening. And you see, the Holy Spirit shows us these things to help us realize the truth. It's like I was saying in Masterful Living class yesterday that we have all these examples that the Holy Spirit gives us about life and our experience. So I was talking about the diamond. So in our heart is the treasure. It's that diamond. This is our true nature. It's that perfect, flawless diamond. So how is a diamond made? It's taking the coal. And what is coal made from? Right? I was saying it's probably dinosaur poo or something like that. So taking that fossilized whatever and... Uh, you know, some kind of, uh, what's the word, degraded matter, and put enough pressure on it, and it becomes a diamond over enough time. Now, so that's, that's an example of ways that the Holy Spirit is teaching us. The pressure will turn the, your poo into to diamonds. The diamonds of our learning, our clarity, expansion, and compassion according to our willingness. And we don't have to wait for eons of time. It can happen instantaneously because there is no order of difficulty. Hallelujah! It's our willingness that saves time. It's our willingness that saves time. So many people believe that spiritual practice takes time. A Course in Miracles, one of the most fundamental teachings in the Course is spiritual practice saves time. But until you're willing to believe that, you won't be able to know that. Until you're willing to believe it, as with any spiritual truth, you won't be able to know it. This is why our little willingness is all that's required. I am willing to know the truth that sets me free. I am willing to know and prove 
that my spiritual practice saves time in my suffering, in the journey of my awakening. Because once our mind really awakens, we're not experiencing time and space the same way anymore. We become multi-dimensional beings. Not, I, and I don't even want to say become. It's we remember that we are multi-dimensional beings and we can experience our multi-dimensionality more fully than when we're not awakened. So by definition, an illusion is an attempt to make something real that is regarded as of major importance, but is recognized as being untrue. So the illusion is not true, and yet we've, we've given it this importance. So when, whenever we're upset by anything, we've given something in the illusion importance that it does not have. We're making it real. The mind, it says, the mind therefore seeks to make it true out of its intensity of desire to have it for itself. The mind, therefore, seeks to make it true out of its intensity of desire to have it for itself. You see, so much of our experience in this world is about God has left the building. Now I'm in charge. I have to make things happen. I have to do it. I have to do it. Because there's no one else to do it for me. It's just me on my own. I've got to figure it out. I've got to make it happen. And the reason why we're so convinced that we're on our own and we have to make it happen is because we've taken ourselves out of the flow of the kingdom, the spiritual qualities, the truth, by believing thoughts that are not true. If I believe that somebody is bad or wrong, well, I certainly would I be interested in seeing that they're one with me? No, I don't think so. So I'm, if I'm looking at a world leader and thinking they're bad, they're wrong, they're stupid, will I wish to see that I'm one with them? If I'm looking at someone who is doing either something as uh, seemingly innocuous as they just spilled their coffee on me, and I'm thinking, what an idiot. There's no real difference in that and thinking that the President of the United States is an idiot or somebody who was a mass murderer is an idiot or wrong or bad. It's just thoughts that are causing that sense of separation, that judgment. That judgment is the very thing that takes us out of the flow of love and peace and harmony, abundance, prosperity, and the all good. Those are the things that do it. They are the thoughts of lack and attack are weapons of mass destruction, distraction, and the more upset we are, the more we are convinced of them. So it goes on to say here, So the mind therefore seeks to make the illusion true 
out of its intensity of desire to have it for itself. It's Think of it when you're upset and you just know you're right. Oh, I'm so right. They're so wrong. Can you feel the intensity of the attachment to the opinion? So strong. Well, in that attachment, where are you seeking the kingdom? Heaven is not at hand in your mind because you're in a place of hell. But what I love, I love that that teaching, even if I make my bed in hell, thou art with me. Always. Even if I don't believe in God, even if I have no sense that God is real, thou art with me. Always. Never alone. That's one of the things that Jesus tells us in the Course is, you can never be alone. I am always with you. Always. And the only reason we can experience, or the only way we can experience, that aloneness is to cut ourselves off. How do we cut ourselves off? Judgments and opinions. Now, check this out. Illusions are travesties of creation attempting to bring truth to lies. Illusions are travesties of creation attempt excuse me illusions are travesties of creation attempts to bring truth to lies so our projections are our perceptions so what we see in the world if we're not seeing the beauty the peace the harmony and the perfection then we're seeing only our projection anytime we're upset we're seeing only the projection That's our perception. When we're aligned with the truth, there's no more perception. There's just the knowing. So this is why in the experiencing the order of difficulties, if we're trying to figure things out, we're not connected. We're on our own. And we can change our mind. Hmm... And so it goes on to say, finding truth unacceptable, which, what is the truth? Oneness, perfection. Finding the truth unacceptable, the mind revolts against the truth and gives itself an illusion of victory. I'm right. Finding health a burden, it retreats into feverish dreams. And in these dreams, this is the illusion, in these dreams, these our fantasies, our projections, in these dreams, the mind is separate, different from other minds, with different interests of its own, and able to gratify its needs at the expense of others. So what is the expense of others? Judging them, criticizing them, trying to make them feel guilty and punish them. Where do all these differences come from? Certainly, they seem to be in the world outside. Yet, 
It is surely the mind that judges what the eyes behold. It is the mind that interprets the eyes' messages and gives them meaning. And this meaning does not exist in the world outside at all. So one of the things that Course in Miracles talks about is a meaningless world. Because in, in truth there is just pure wisdom. Meaning is interpretation. So, And this meaning does not exist in the world outside at all. Meaning is what we make of things. What it seems as reality, what, excuse me, what is seen as reality is simply what the mind prefers. Aha, that's the judgment, that's the opinion. Its hierarchy of values is projected outward and it sends the body's eyes to find it. The body's eyes will never see except through differences. And there you have it. So we're looking for differences. We're looking for the separation. And that's why we think there's an order of difficulty. But there's just one. And it's beauty, perfection, wholeness, freedom, joy, abundance all the time. All, all the time in their fullness. Unless we have a thought that it's not. Wow. Talk about deep thoughts. Well, it's time for me to go, and uh, I would like to say, if you've been listening all year, may you have many blessings in this new year. Thank you for joining with me this year. I so appreciate the opportunity that we have together in this broadcast, and if you appreciate the radio show at all, this show is produced by the Unity Church Online Radio Network and the Power of Love Ministry.net. Uh, and you can make a contribution to either tax deductible contribution if you're making year end con contributions. Won't you go and do that right now? So you can go to Power of Love Ministry.net. And that's the ministry that I am the leader of. You can also go to jenniferhadley.com on the tithe page and make a donation there. And, of course, you can go to Unity Online Radio. So, let's bless ourselves. I'm so grateful and thankful right now to once again invoke the Holy Spirit for all of us and to know the truth that sets us free. We're grateful and thankful to release all judgments and opinions and we give thanks for this holy opportunity to share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude we let it be we claim our good, we allow it to unfold, we know it is done, and so it is. Amen, amen. God bless you, and happy, happy New Year. Mwah.